Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Athletic April. That's our new uh, unintentional series, Athletic April, 2002 Athletic Movies. This is Elenial Cannon. I'm Kira Knightley. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Oi, mate. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm Adam in it. Uh, and uh, we went across the pond this week. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Like Mike was, you know, it was set in cozy little California, and uh, then we go all, all the way across the pond for Bend It Like Beckham. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, I did not realize that this was 2002, or that Like Mike was also 2002. So that's a nice little uh, coincidence that mm-hmm. we did not were. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, let's take credit for it. I was going to say that we didn't do it on purpose, but we are smart and we did do it on purpose because we. Yeah, we're so smart. We definitely plan. Um, yeah, we definitely <laughs> plan ahead and not two days before we record the episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I uh, have never or had never seen this movie. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I, I like that whenever Kira uh, proposes a movie that I haven't seen. I, I like discovering movies that I would never, uh, like Aquamarine, I would never in my life had watched uh, if it was not for this podcast. Um, uh, I'm sure there's a few other ones. Uh, oh, so you, you don't support women in film? Well, clearly I don't. But I what I... <laughs> But what I'm getting at here is that I find it, um, I, I just like watching a movie that I truly have no business watching in the year 2023. And mm-hmm. um, then maybe possibly enjoying it and yeah. um, thinking like, oh, if I liked it now, how much would I have liked it when I was uh, a young, a younger person? Um mm-hmm. Uh, although I don't know if that's entirely the case for Bennett like Beckham, because I feel like if I saw this at a young age, not saying I would have disliked it, but I don't know how much I would have like appreciated it as a kid. Um, mm-hmm. I do think this is a good movie to just watch as an adult. I was talking to Victoria about it before we started recording and I was like, cause I was telling her, uh, cause she hasn't seen it either. And I was kind of like selling it to her. And I was like, mm-hmm. honestly, because she was like, I might watch it. I'm like, you should, honestly, because like, it's not even just like a typical Zillennial movie of the week. Like I, you know, there's themes and like actual performances and drama and like, you know, I mean, there's definitely comedy. like, yeah, pure I mean, comedy. yeah, pure comedy. And like, and there's definitely like Zillennialisms in here. I think there's a lot to pick apart in that regard, but it's like a legit, I, I told her it felt like a lot like a Sundance movie, like something that you would watch yeah. in Sundance. In fact, I had to check Wikipedia to make sure this wasn't a Sundance premiere because it really feels like one um, mm-hmm. at times. Uh, Fox Searchlight, if I'm not mistaken. Which Well, it, it says that she pursued financing at Sundance. Yeah. It, with it the feels, script. Yeah. It feels scrappy, but like in a very like charming way. Like it, yeah. it feels like the the cast and crew were like truly like very tightly knit when it was being made. Yes, and not uh, to jump ahead, but you can clearly see that in the uh, end credits. Yes, <laughs> of yeah. all of them just hanging out. Of course, a musical number kind of over the credits, but it's literally just the director hanging out with like the soccer team and like the family playing soccer all together, just like laughing and having a grand old time together. And it's very cozy. Yeah. It's very cute. Um, Yeah. So like, I, I mean, I I had never seen this, like I said before uh, today, Mm -hmm. I watched it. um, uh, I, I, I have a tendency now where during uh, downtime, at my job i can watch movies during the day uh which is a great uh luxury of working at home nowadays uh mm-hmm. you know you get to pause it every now and then when you get like a phone call or you gotta work on something but uh for the most part i was able to watch it kind of uninterrupted today and um so yeah, that's how i started my morning and uh kira if it wasn't obvious already let me tell you 
this movie's delightful. Uh, it's mm-hmm. it, it's it's a very nice movie, and um to the point of where it almost gets into that category of like it's hard to talk about good movies on the pod. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but it's just very like charming, and I felt very good by the end of it. Like I. It's kind of exactly what you want it to be, and I didn't really know what to expect going in because I've I've never seen like a trailer. I've never there's like certain movies for Zelenio Cannon that you know t- a quote unquote girl movies. Not saying that's an accurate label, just how I perceived them when I was younger. And I would uh, have certain scenes spoiled for me, whether it's on Tumblr or like Twitter or whatever. I can honestly say I, I had no nothing spoiled about this movie for me. I had no clue. I, I knew it was about soccer. I knew it was Karen Knightley. That's kind of it. Like I I had only seen the poster in my life. So I other than like the general vibe of just knowing it's about soccer, I had no preconceived like expectations of this movie going into it. And in that regard, with that in mind, I had a great time because i was just open to the story and the uh the drama and the relationships and i don't know i was fully invested in this movie yeah this is um this is a certified lgbt classic (laughs) um which is why i'm surprised that you haven't seen clips from it or like gifs on tumblr Mm -hmm. specifically the one where it's like lesbian i thought she was a pisces that was um, funny. That was a good line. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel I have, like I saw that. Yeah, I feel like I saw least, that on Tumblr a good amount. At so. least nothing that like clicked to me that it was from Bennett like Beckham. Like I maybe I saw, it, but mm-hmm. I never knew that it was. From yeah, that. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, this was so basically David Beckham was um, very well known in my house just because he was on Manchester United and like my whole family is from Manchester. Um, maybe England is real, you know, we'll discuss that later. Not um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was definitely like a staple in my house. Um, I didn't like have it on VHS or like DVD or anything, but it was on ABC Family, I feel like, a decent amount, randomly. Yeah. So I would definitely watch it whenever it was on. And I just think that it's, like, the sweetest movie. And I actually haven't watched this in years. I don't know why, like, last week I was just, like... I don't know if it's because it was, like, a sports movie that we watched last week. But I was just, like, yeah, I want to watch Bend It Like Beckham. <laughs> Yeah, because like no, I've been I, meaning yeah. to rewatch it, and I don't know. There's just something about it that's just so comforting to me, and it's just such a pleasant watch. And yeah, yeah. No, I um, I, I definitely do think like Mike like helped the case for this movie because there is um, there's nothing like watching a sports movie and then like remembering like oh, sports movies can be like really good uh, mm-hmm. sometimes, and. Mm-hmm. I I definitely felt that way, especially like towards the end of this movie, where I was like, "Damn, like I kind of want to watch another sports movie after this." Mm-hmm. Um, uh, oh, Athletic April! Do I hear Athletic April? <laughs> <laughs> we have um, what two more weeks? <laughs> uh, I I think I think next week would be the last week of April, technically, by the time the uh, mm-hmm. true yeah. yeah. But uh, maybe well. I'll, I'll look at the poll list. We'll see what else. Who what knows? Else off the top of my head, I cannot think of another. I'm not saying there aren't obviously sports movies we haven't covered, but mm-hmm. I have to see if one there's that you one would that, want to watch. Yeah, like I don't. As much as I joke about uh, most valuable primate, I don't know how much I yeah. want to like. What about watch. That, that fucking like? What about like the fucking like golf movie with Shia LaBeouf? Oh, the greatest game ever played. Yeah. You no, know Bill Paxton. Is that the great? That? The greatest game ever played. More like the greatest movie ever made. Oh, I've never seen that movie before. I've never seen that movie, but I do remember uh, Spencer Breslin in the trailer saying, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. And I'm like, oh and as a kid, I yeah. was like, wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, uh, and- <laughs> I think I don't want to watch Shia LaBeouf's face until we cover um, 
uh, Indiana Jones Kingdom of the Crystal Skull coming soon. <laughs> yeah, when does that come out? June, like June, the, the new one? Uh, June 22nd. Oh, or June yeah. 30th. Oh, I knew your ass would have the exact date. I knew it. Um, yeah. I, well, it's, it's coming out right around my birthday. Like, it's like, it's oh, truly yeah. a gift. Like, I forgot about that. It's a gift. Good point. That movie is a cancer. <laughs> Can't wait. Yeah, I'm very excited. Um, someone's yeah. going to fly Kira to Cannes Film Festival and uh, get no, her. No, literally. Like, why Why yeah. the fuck was I not invited to Cannes Film Festival <laughs> to see that movie? That's what I want to know. This is her dial of destiny. Um, My dial of destiny is uh, dialing that phone number to book a flight over to France. All right. All right. Pack it up, uh, Quippy. Uh, All right. Where are you at? I've got uh, jokes tonight, folks. I've got jokes. (laughs) Okay. Pack it up. Um, But I... (laughs) Okay. Relax. I... (laughs) But uh oh god, wait, I'm actually like looking at the poll list right now. Um some underrated sports movies of zillennial culture. Uh The Luck of the Irish, the which is a weird oh, weird movie, but uh well, it's it a is, good thing that uh St. Patrick's Day isn't for another year, so eleven months <laughs> actually to the date. Um I'm checking because I feel like there's a miracle. Remember that hockey movie? Yeah. Wait, yeah, what about, like, Cutting Edge? Do you know about Cutting Edge? Is that a, de- is that a decom or no? No. Okay. Oh, my God. Wait. The uh, Will Ferrell movie, Kicking and Screaming. Did you ever watch that? No. Um. Okay, wait. There's one from... All I'm going to do, because I might actually pick it next week, because I, oh think- I was thinking about it. All I'm going to do is drop a hint of the year. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say 2005, and that's. I'm going to leave it at that. Is it an ice skating movie? No. Why why would I pick an ice skating movie? I thought you were going to say, like, Blades of Glory or something. Oh, no, that's 2006, all right? Oh, well, sorry. Yeah, well, I'll try not to hold it against you, but, um, (laughs) I... Yeah. yeah, Uh, Did you play sports as a kid? Um... I okay, so I have a very complicated history with like sports. Um, mm-hmm. When I was like super young, and I when I mean super young, I mean like six, seven. Uh, mm-hmm. I tried to do karate, mm-hmm. um, and and the thing <laughs> That's is, so it, what, I well, the only thing that was like the reason that I opted out of it after like a, I don't remember how long I because I was so young, but. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently I just couldn't focus and it wasn't even like at the, like the karate of it all. It was like, because there was a whole like meditation section mm-hmm. of it. And, um, apparently they were looking for these kids to like really get Zen and like deep with them. But like a fucking seven year old's not going to get like deep with you. Cause I, I, I definitely remember like my, uh, sensei, so to speak, like, uh, sitting in front mm-hmm. of me one day, like with their meditation being like, what is one thing you're looking forward to? And I was like, playing Scooby-Doo uh, Zombie Island on GameCube. And I, I like, I, I remember him getting like upset by that. Like, and I'm like, well, what do you that expect? That has big like, that has big like confession vibes. Like, did you ever have to like do confession as a kid in church? Did I? Um, I don't remember. If I did, I'd surprise. I can't it, remember. But... I think it was like right before. That's millennial. <laughs> I don't doing confession at church. I guess I think that's just universal. It's not even millennial. Um, it's just like it literally like I couldn't think of anything, so I was like, sometimes me and my brothers fight, and like we didn't even fight. <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like that's more like I feel like confession is more of a Catholic thing, which I don't yeah. know if you grew up Catholic or Christian. Yeah. But. Yeah. Catholic. Okay. Yeah. I uh, I grew up Christian, and Christian, especially like down in the south, it's just like mm-hmm. fake. Like it's not even like real religion. It's just like we're Christians, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> it's like okay. Uh, but <laughs> I, <laughs> it's a very like organized church. Like excuse. God like, is real. Epic. <laughs> it's it's an excuse. I'll tell you what Christianity is in the south. It's an excuse to go to Golden Corral every Sunday after church. That's what it okay. is. I <laughs> maybe maybe they have a point. 
Maybe, maybe they're onto something. Um, yeah. But anyways, back to sports. Um, I <laughs> yeah. so you like, had to meditate and you couldn't as a I couldn't, year old. I I couldn't. Uh, yeah, focus, and I couldn't uh, apparently give my sensei a satisfying answer to what I was looking forward to because he was not happy mm-hmm. with uh, me telling him that my Scooby Doo video game was the most important thing in my life at the moment. And um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I I did in middle school. Uh, I this is very specific. Uh, I was in like the after school program because my mm-hmm. mom like got off work pretty late, and um, I remember like I could walk home because I lived close enough, but I just didn't like want to. So I because I also wanted to hang out with my friends, so I just wanted to do it. Um, and I wasn't like in the main teams in middle school, like the main basketball team or the main like soccer team or anything, but I was in the after school team for both basketball and flag football. <laughs> like almost at... like an intramural. Yeah, yeah. I, I still yeah. actually have... I used to do that like before school sometimes. Yeah, I still have um uh it's like <laughs> we were the champions for the after school flag football. Uh, division which is so like specific but I actually like still I don't even have a trophy it's hard to explain but I have like a keychain that says Adam Sidorman's flag football champion 2010 Um, that is incredible uh, I I gotta find it Um, (laughs) I'm obsessed with that on the one side it says that on the other side it's just like a photoshop of like a football Uh (laughs) which is like I don't know it's just like funny to me um yeah, I mean, I, I've talked about it. I mean, we talked about it last week. I was very into basketball as a kid. Mm-hmm. Not so much even playing it, but in the same way that, like, you know, even in, like, Mike, like, they would just, like, casually, like, throw hoops or, like, you mm-hmm. know. But, like, they would, uh, it's mostly just, like, they're into the game. Like, they're into the stats. They're into, like, you know, it's not until they get the shoes that they can do anything. Uh, but I was very yeah. into like the idea of basketball. I tried to get into like other sports, but I, it just it never really fully appealed to me. Except I do like baseball to an extent. I, I do like yeah. baseball. Um, but I've always yeah. like, and and it's not even just because of this like movie. I I've always thought this. I wish I was a soccer person because it seems like cool. Like yeah, yeah. I played soccer my entire childhood. Um, I also played softball, which, like this movie, certified LGBT classic. Anyway, um, <laughs> so yes, soccer was definitely like one of the reasons why I liked this movie. Also, like right. it was very much like, oh, so cool! Like girls rule. Like mm-hmm. girls playing soccer that rules. Which, yeah. like, yeah, that's what the message of the movie kind of like half of it yeah um and i actually stopped playing when i got braces because my orthodontist made me wear a mouth guard to cover my braces and i couldn't breathe with it on so i just gave up (laughs) my entire soccer career (laughs) damn bro (laughs) do you ever wonder like what your life would have been like if you didn't go down that path of like having to like opt out of soccer I would have had a lot more injuries, I think. Uh, more injuries? Well, one of my last games, I remember the ball flew into my stomach, and I, like, got the wind knocked out of me, and I almost threw up, and then I was like, I'm done. Yeah. I do remember, So, like, I, I could imagine, like, broken ribs, a broken yeah. leg, like, yeah. The only two, like, injuries <laughs> I got from, like, sports as a kid were, um, I definitely, like, twisted the ankle, I think during, mm-hmm. I think during flag football, if I'm not mistaken, I think that definitely happened to me, and, uh, you know, just gonna, just gonna rip the band-aid off, as a boy, if you're playing sports, uh, there, there's a certain area where if a ball is thrown, <laughs> Uh, it's not great, and that definitely <laughs> happened to me. Because uh, uh, other boys that you're friends with, they will specifically aim for that area uh, during PE, and uh, uh, that will uh, fuck you up very uh, nicely. And um, so that's very uh, core, like middle school. Mm-hmm. It's like getting deliberately mm-hmm. like injured by your friends. I don't know. Maybe it's just a boy thing, but like, uh, yeah, I got a. Uh, 
Yeah. Yeah. I got hit in the face with a softball. And it just left a little bruise on my cheek. I guess, but, like, it hit me so hard that, like, you could see, like, the imprint of the stitch yeah. of the softball on my face. We've all been, like... It's pretty hit. awesome. We, yeah. We've all been, like, especially, like, dodgeball. Like, I... There's definitely... Oh, we that. didn't... We didn't play dodgeball. We played miracle ball. The fuck is miracle ball? They're like soft foam balls, like not like oh the rubber dodgeballs. Right. Okay. Like the ones where if it's you a like... similar similar game. Okay. I okay. This is very specific, but I think if you know what I'm talking about, something that, like really unlock a core memory. You know, like when you squeeze mm. those and like it blows up at air. Yeah. It has that. And specific, there's like, like a certain smash. smell. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> that's what I associate. <laughs> yeah, the smell um, of those like foam squishy balls. Yeah, I know. I know what you um, mean. Yeah, I was um, also a big tennis player. I was very into tennis, and I played tennis my entire childhood into high school. Um, all the coaches knew me, and you know what? The summer in between tenth and eleventh grade, I gained some weight. I couldn't run the half mile or whatever and they kicked me out of <laughs> very elitist um i Awful. do feel like Spent my entire life for what I've, a sprained I, ankle <laughs> i feel like uh luca guadagnino's challengers this year is gonna ignite something within like 10 like with tennis again wait what is a, that uh it's like a it's the movie with mike feist and zendaya and it's about uh uh it's like a tennis movie with them um i had no idea about this oh yeah look at what directing oh it looks i mean i've never there's no trailer or anything but it sounds incredible it's it's like a love triangle movie uh, set in like professional tennis uh and like it's like zendaya and mike feist and i forgot i think it's josh o'connor as the third person Mm -hmm. and uh it it i mean everything about it just sounds like phenomenal uh and uh i i just know there's gonna be like some like there's gonna be such a huge tennis kick um yeah people are gonna be spilling their uh tennis trauma i believe oh my god yeah i i believe it comes out like <laughs> august or september or something yeah uh awesome. yeah it's, it sounds awesome yeah uh but no uh so i i'm glad we got this all out of the way because i do feel like sports are very I mean, I think it's formative for anyone's youth, but like there is it goes to what we were talking about last week with like like Mike, where you question whether or not kids today are as into sports as, you know, it seems like our generation was as a, as kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did. I actually saw a tweet about that uh, the other day uh, and it made me think of you and how you were saying that, uh, you know, questioning whether or not. Uh, kids were into sports and it was like yeah. it was like it was like a quote retweet of like an andrew tate thing and uh it, it, the then the quote retweet said um is it's like oh, so when great. it was like when it was like who are the male role models now or something it was something like um <laughs> it was like I think that this can be tr- like the uh, the the rise of Andrew Tate can be traced back to the uh, lack of sports center in uh, uh, male uh, children's like uh, lives because there's no reason they should not just be consuming YouTube videos of a uh, sports center and like dunking on their friends and so they're being like mm-hmm. indoctrinated on TikTok by Andrew Tate, uh, <laughs> which is like very not to get like into that but like yeah. Um, it's scary, uh, but <laughs> uh, so yeah. I mean, I... maybe we should just force uh, our young men to watch Bend It like Beckham. And... <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like <laughs> I would no, show yeah. this to kids. Yeah, the no, second they I... come out of the womb, <laughs> Bend It like Beckham. Yeah, that was me with Fred Claus. That's I think that's what I saw in that yeah. pod. Um, yeah. No, I uh, I do think this was like a very um, I when I said earlier I was like I don't know how much I would appreciate it as a kid, I think I would have mm-hmm. liked it as a kid. I just don't know how much I would have like gotten from it, yeah, if that yeah. makes sense. Which is less about the movie itself, more just about boys being stupid at a young age, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and not really appreciating like you know subtlety and nuance, um, which this movie surprisingly has a ton of. Um, mm-hmm. and it, it doesn't really lay out 
all of its cards on the table immediately. It's very restrained and very, uh, very, very nice and quiet and like just kind of. I don't know. Like I, I liked that I was continuously questioning characters and motivations and like where things would head because like usually it's very easy to trace in these millennial movies like where things are going to end up but there were like certain threads of the plot where i was kind of like i don't know where they're going with this like it could go um the the main plot that i was and maybe it, it even is a little bit questionable in hindsight but with the coach i didn't really know what they were doing with that for like a majority of the movie um especially with the relationship with jess um yeah, I mean, even like the, I mean, for lack of a better term, love triangle, even mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. it, especially when they, is it, they go to Germany, right? Um, yeah. yeah. And they go to the nightclub, like, especially <clears throat> that scene where I was kind of like, okay, is this going to be like, cause like when she, uh, she, when like Jules sees Jess and the, uh, I forgot the coach's name, but like they, they, they go outside the I club. Think Joe. Joe. Jules, Jess, and Joe. It's crazy as hell. It's crazy. Um... <laughs> uh uh yeah joe joe's uh mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah so like jules sees justin joe like go outside the club and at first i was like okay this is either going to be like a love triangle thing which i'm like i'm pretty sure this is what it's going to be because it's kind of sets up that she had a crush on him mm-hmm. but also i was like oh is it going to turn like kind of dark for a second where mm-hmm. uh, uh, uh jules sees joe per potentially like taking advantage of Jess, and then it gets into like a like I I, I truly didn't know, and um I, and I think the fact that I even questioned whether or not the movie would do that kind of speaks to like the kind of movie that it is because I was like I, I I think the movie fully had it in the cards to like if it wanted to at that moment pull something like that and I would have like bought into it whereas like other movies if they tried to pull something like that I'd be like yeah that's a little like out of your wheelhouse you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh but this one i i truly didn't really know where that was going um how do you feel about that subplot in like hindsight because i it was kind of interesting like where it ended up i think because how old is he supposed to be um i mean they're supposed to be 18 i think because uh she's like finishing up her finals and uh they're all like drinking and like the drinking age like they're drinking like in public and the drinking right. age is 18 right um i think he's supposed to be like only a few years older than them right because i think he was playing if i'm remembering correctly um he was like also playing on an amateur team and he got right. an injury and that's why he wasn't playing so he's like he kind of was like playing at the same level as them it's yeah. just that he got an injury Right. Yeah. And I and this is not me trying to cancel Menda like Beckham. I'm just <laughs> curious uh, for other takes because I, I really didn't really know. Because I, I first of all, I was kind of like, I don't know how old he's supposed to be. So I can't even really have a stance on that front. Mm-hmm. So like, if he's like 25, that's weird. But if he's like 21, eh, I mean, you know, whatever, like whatever. I mean, like, yeah. it's also like a movie at the end of the day. Like, who gives a shit? But like, I, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I do think at the end of the day, this movie does a decent enough job to like justify it by the end yeah. like it feels like there is kind of a genuine connection there and like um part of me does wish they kind of just kept it platonic because i i did kind me of too. like I, yeah. I i do really like that moment where he goes to um jess's house and talks to the family and i i i, I preferred it more when it was just him being kind of just a coach like for you know there's no way to put it just like yeah. a coach to them i i didn't really need the, the the like love interest reveal to happen especially because i'm and i'm sure we'll get more into it the the uh, gay undertones of the movie um yes <laughs> uh but uh because it kind of goes to oh god oh uh oh um bring it on mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. wait right is, is that what yeah. i okay yeah. right mm-hmm. uh yeah like it, i mean no, I don't that's think a it's, great sports movie <laughs> yes it is uh, another movie that i loved uh, and I, I only think fonder of as each day passes, but I don't think 
the thing with Joe in this movie is as annoying as the thing with the brother in that movie. Because I really don't mm-hmm. like that. As iconic mm-hmm. as the toothbrush scene is. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, but in this one, it just felt like a little more unnecessary. Just because it felt like... And not even like from the gay angle. It was just kind of like, not everything needs to be romantic. Like, yeah, I think it is yeah. more... Honestly, it's it's nicer when it's platonic sometimes. The, when it's yeah, just, yeah, I agree. The only way I can really justify it, um, just because, like, I love this director, like, and I'll go back to that. Um, <laughs> it's like, it's not like it was like, oh, the studio came in and changed this because they weren't allowed to do this. Like, this is like this director's creative vision. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. it wasn't changed um so i can't even be like the studio made kira knightley straight but um i think that a better love triangle personally would be that kira knightley had a crush on jess instead of the coach and that's where that tension came in um but then also like it's very funny like the misunderstandings of like Jules's mom like thinking that she's gay and just like yeah. having a mental breakdown over it. <laughs> Lots of gay people. It's never it. like it's never like derogatory. Like it is genuinely like funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think and even like the part of it that like stems from you know, homophobia. Because like I mean like even like Jess's mom or not not Jess's mom, uh Jules mom. What did she say? Like, mm-hmm. get your lesbian feet out of my shoes. Like, it's yeah. It, it is like that's, seeped, that's a classic line. Yeah, it, it it is very seeped in like 2002 like era. Like, where are what is the like cultural mood on like the gay? Just I don't know for lack of a better term. And uh, <laughs> well, so, it's funny because the mom acts like she's like accepting of her daughter and yeah. then like when her yeah. daughter's not looking she's just like sobbing yeah and like then when I they're like the in the car the dad yeah he's so funny i love that the dads i'll go back to the dads but i love like when they're like in the car and she still thinks that kira knightley's gay she's like oh well i i support i support this person like <laughs> like like somebody who's gay i think she said uh another athlete's name but she's like oh yeah like don't worry i support this person it's very much like Mm. but my daughter isn't gay like it's very it's very like silly the way they like play it out Um, yeah and that's why you like that's what i'm saying like it is like seeped in like i don't know like the reality of like i'm guessing mm -hmm. 2002 climate um of like all this shit and And, also uh, like her friend comes out to her also like he's yeah. gay very good and it's like a really good like i don't know like a very just like positive casual like portrayal of just like somebody coming out to their friend yeah and he literally is like i will literally marry you so that like you yeah. can go to college <laughs> like and, um I, I just loved their friendship a lot. I thought that that was really, like, a good, good like, portrayal. Yeah, I um I didn't really see that coming either. So, like, that was that was a nice little, uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I liked that scene a lot. And then, like, moving forward, like, I'm, like, him driving her to, like, mm-hmm. to the, from the wedding to the, like, soccer match. Like, I, yeah, I really liked that. Um, yeah, yeah, it was, it was, I, I, for the time for 2002, cause I, I feel like so often on the pod, we talk about movies, even, even after this movie came out that are very, uh, uh, very weird with their, I mean, even <laughs> old dogs, what, two weeks ago? Like, I mean, dear God, that movie had like gay panic and like, uh, Those seven years after this. Movie. Yeah. So like, it is very nice. Uh, and all the gay jokes in this movie are like genuinely funny, like you said. So that's yeah. like. Uh, that's definitely a cherry on top. Um, and yeah, yeah. And I, I think that's a good point to also what you're saying about like how it is like the, the director's vision. Cause it doesn't seem like there's any studio interference with this movie. Um, and that goes to my other point that I wanted to bring up. Um, this movie was made for $5.6 million, which is nothing truly. That's uh, especially by today's standards, that's insanely low. 
uh, and it made $76.6 million. So, I mean, God, this movie turned a profit and then some. I mean, it that's insane, just that, that metric. It's crazy. Um, and... I mean, I I definitely heard about this movie a lot as a kid, but I guess I didn't realize how much of like a real like indie hit it was back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems like it had like really good like shelf life from what you're describing. Uh, I mean, I definitely like, saw it around like Blockbuster and Hollywood Video as a kid. Like I, there's a reason like it's one of those posters that like the the one where it's just like them hugging each other. Yeah. Like it's that's like an image that you like if you spend any time in like the dvd section of like a walmart or a target or at a blockbuster or hollywood video or what have you you've seen that poster you've seen that cover art before Mm -hmm. so this movie yeah it seems like it really had some staying power um i i think this is what it was um but I watched an interview with um, Gurinder Chadha, the director, and Christian Amapur for, like, the 20th anniversary of it. Mm-hmm. And um, this is, like, one of the only... It's the first ever Western-made film to air on television in North Korea. I did see that. That's crazy to me. Yeah, and it was broadcasted <laughs> on TV on Boxing Day in 2010 because it was, like, the 10th anniversary of um, North Korea, like, like having, like, relations with the UK. Yeah. Which is crazy that this is the movie that, like, <laughs> it was. Yeah, <laughs> I, I skimmed. Cool. Like, I skimmed yeah. that on Wikipedia, but I'm glad you brought it up because I didn't fully read into it. Um, yeah. That's really funny. I yeah. uh, wow, the cultural impact of this movie cannot be like overstated. Um, yeah. I another thing that I really liked about this movie was how much um, you know you invest in Jess's like not only like just her internal and external struggle, uh, but like. I, I genuinely felt like her entire family dynamic was like super, super realized. And like for a movie that I believe it's only like a hundred minutes, um, uh, it's not a very long movie at all. And uh, it gets so much done. Like you learn so much about the characters and the family and the dynamic from the get, really. I mean, it. this is like, I, I genuinely think you could like maybe teach a class about like with this movie about like how to like write family dynamics because everything is just so like purely laid out like off the bat and then the rest of the movie just grows upon that because i feel like so many movies today you just it's been so much time like establishing shit throughout whereas i i just love the style of like just laying it all on the table and then going from there you know, I, I like I love that. And it makes this movie feel very naturalistic. Uh, there's like another part that I like it with Jess that I love was like that. Uh, the part of her like afraid to like take off her pants and wear shorts because of her uh, mm-hmm. uh, the scar that she has on her leg. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, the movie is just full of moments like that. But that's like one of the best in the movie. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's very good, subtle character development. Because I completely forgot about that scene, and I didn't know why she couldn't wear shorts. But that's, like, a really interesting anecdote, because it doesn't really have anything to do with the plot. That when she was a kid, she was trying to cook beans on toast, and then she spilled, like, the pot on her leg when she was, like, a kid. Yeah. I just feel like that's just, like, just for the sake of character development like it doesn't feel like nothing you know what i mean yeah like it's character development because it's something that was so mundane not mundane like it's obviously like a horrible thing to happen to a kid but it has nothing to do with the plot but it gives her family a reason for her to feel ashamed Mm -hmm. of something that because her mom is like you're not covering up your scar like Mm -hmm. it gives her a reason to be ashamed for something that's not even her fault yeah um and she just accepts that 
Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. like I and I feel like that is like a very like real thing like within sports is that a lot of kids come into like certain, you know, whatever sport they want to play with uh, these preconceived like phobias and like notions of like what their limits or like, like the acceptance of like you know whatever you know whether it's like their their size or height or weight or anything you know and i feel like that moment is really you know aside from just like the narrative of it like uh, you know like the, the the intent behind it to me felt like kind of showing one of those moments where it's like everyone has like a thing that they're you know self-conscious about and uh, i i like this movie was very like kind of like you know it doesn't really matter like if you want to play the game and you are like passionate about it like these like little things that you get hung up on and like scared about are like truly trivial at the end of the day and it's mm-hmm. not until you like rip the band-aid so to speak that you'll be like content and uh and i love that like bit where like or at the end uh joe like tells her it's like i promise like when you get on the field like no one's gonna like care like they're just gonna see you play and then it goes mm-hmm. to like uh and then I, I think it's like later she goes to like hang out with like the dudes again and play soccer with them and they like tease her about it at first uh but then they just start playing soccer and mm-hmm. it, then it's like it's it's like never brought up again mm-hmm. i don't think and like i just i really liked that like it's such like a small part of the movie but it sums up again like why i like the movie as a whole because the movie is just full of like little moments like that that like add up to like a really satisfying like character-based drama you know it's 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 a true coming-of-age movie where i i i just cared <laughs> like I, I i was fully invested in it and i liked that mm-hmm. yeah um so back to the dads mm-hmm. uh it's like a very cute trope to me when mm-hmm. like the supportive parent is the dad i don't know why yeah but both of the girls had like their dads were like the ones that were rooting for them yeah and like it genuinely made me like emotional when at the wedding um jess's dad was like go now so you can be back in time <laughs> for uh for yeah. family photos i thought and that also, was really like, sweet and that being followed up like because earlier in the movie when he talks about like his experience his like soccer yeah 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 like our um yeah, yeah i just like, cricket. i cricket actually yeah i was about to say yeah yeah um but like him trying to like bring that to this country and then like all like oh my god like i so yeah like just that through line i you know it's just like it's the mm-hmm. little stuff that like makes all the difference in this movie um i yeah. also thought it was like really cute and um with uh jules dad when you know he's like clearly just like a soccer guy i don't know if it ever i don't think they ever mentioned like him ever playing i think he's just like it seems like he's just a fan um but i thought it was really cute where he's like trying to explain to the mom like with like mustard at the like the cookout like what soccer (laughs) is how soccer is yeah yeah Yeah. i thought that was like cute um and it's such a like a dad line but like during i think it's like his first scene but when uh the mom is like she's like no boys are gonna want you if you're like more jacked than them and then like she goes into the house and then he's like quite frankly if uh like the if she's more hung up on soccer than boys that's okay with me and (laughs) like i just thought that was like such a dad like moment and uh Mm -hmm. from that point forward i just like i thought he was like the quiet mvp of the both i mean both dads are great in this movie but like every time jules dad like said anything i thought it was like funny like i i really liked him He's um, literally it, just some guy. Like, he looks like yeah. the most stereotypical British guy ever. Just a bloke, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah, a bloke, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got the you got the lads, you got the blokes, and you got the gents. This yeah. man is a bloke. <laughs> and I, but, like, a bloke, um, endearingly. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> um, but even, like, the moms, too. I mean, I, uh, I don't know the actress that played um jess's mom but i thought she was fantastic uh she gave mm-hmm. a real performance um uh, sort of the dad too but like i was really impressed by like the mom's performance i thought she uh obviously had a very tricky role to play because that's a you know clearly so much of like the um 
the struggles because you you love Jess so much in the movie, and then like to play that role where you're just throwing mm-hmm. obstacles at her and obstacles at her like constantly, like it's very easy to like kind of yeah you know root against her. But it, it, I mean, this also goes to like the screenplay and the direction, obviously. But I think the the actress that played the mom did a really good job of like just kind of exhibiting that like yeah she's like a bit much and yeah these things are kind of unfair like all these like all this can be true yeah. but like she yeah. uses it with like a lot of humanity that it feels yeah. like very realistic and it feels um i mean and there's also like a lot of like subtext like dropped throughout the movie about like why she is that way because like i mean just aside from like the culture of it all it's like she because it's like said like you know when i was 17 i was like already married and Mm -hmm. i was learning and like all these things and uh i i i don't know like i just like the way again it uh, just goes to the point dropping all these like little things throughout the movie and then it just makes everything feel right and makes sense um yeah yeah it's um all the obstacles that Jess faces in this movie with the exception of like I guess like the girl being racist to her when she like um right when she gets like disqualified not disqualified like she gets like called out by the ref um none of the obstacles that she really faces are like malicious like with malicious intent other than like that one moment mm-hmm. um it's all just kind of like her parents think they know what is best for her mm-hmm. um and those yeah. are the main ops it's that tension between like her wanting like wanting to do what she wants to do and what she thinks will be best for her and her future and um and then what her family kind of expects of her like yeah. her mom isn't being malicious when she's like i need you to learn how to make a full like indian meal um yeah and she would rather she's literally like playing soccer with the cabbage in the kitchen <laughs> i thought that scene was so funny because like the way like she like grabs her and like puts her in front of the pot and like makes her stir. yeah like i thought that was okay like, listen listen the aloo gobi that they were cooking i wanted that immediately like yeah, like yeah. i wanted to eat all that food through the screen <laughs> um yeah, it, everything in this movie is very, like, it looks yummy or, like, even just, like, cozy or, like, yes. it, it is, like, a, it, it's very pleasing to watch this movie. Like, it, it feels yes. very, like, lived in, which I appreciate um, mm-hmm. to the point of where it actually made me believe that the UK was a real place. Uh, I was just going to say, I, I wrote a note. I really think that British people might be real and they might be valid. Maybe. I mean, I'm not. I think I need a little more proof. <laughs> But uh, I will say this is the closest that I've ever come to believing that yeah. it exists. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but, like, you know, going going to the point that you just brought up, though, about, like, how, you know, all the things that, you know, just goes through in this movie. I, I do like that there weren't a lot of, like, insane obstacles for her. Like, because I feel like another thing about, like, movies of the genre or, like, this time where it, it feels like there is like a lot of uh a lot of the like obstacles or drama for these characters to go through in other movies like this they feel very forced or like there's like a mean girl who's like sabotaging something yeah. behind her like back. she didn't like she didn't like break her leg or something what like, like or even like some like <laughs> someone like, they're being like a villain of the movie that's like sabotaging yeah. something or like yeah uh and uh another team that has it out for them or like mm-hmm. you know what i mean like there's so many movies like that that we grew up watching that it is really genuinely nice to just watch a movie where all the struggles that she's going through are just home-based you know it's they're purely just issues that she genuinely would occur like that that would occur in her life and it doesn't feel like it asks much of the audience to like believe that these situations would happen whereas like i don't know like any other like sports movie where like it would be like oh the the captain of the opposing team that they have the tournament with next sunday uh uh voted like vetoed 
a vote for them to wear the best socks or something. Like, I don't know. Just or, like, put, yeah. put, like, oil on the floor so they were slipping yeah. and sliding in the locker room. Yeah. I know. Like, mean. a rumor that, like, the other girl's, like, cheating on the other girl's boyfriend. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, like, because, like, everything is just so, like, it, it really is. It's realistic, like, in this movie. It, it feels very authentic. And I, but maybe that goes to why I was saying earlier that it feels like a Sundance movie a little bit. Um, because mm-hmm. it it's almost surprising to me that this movie made so much money. Not in the sense that it's not worth it, obviously, but uh, it, it almost feels too good. It's it almost feels like a movie that you would think was brushed under the rug because it's so good. Yeah. But it's it's very heartening to see that a movie of this uh, quality had a you know a long lasting uh, shelf life and uh, cultural reverence throughout the years. Uh, yeah. so that's like I don't know it's endearing it was released in like so many countries like in the interview yeah. with the director I feel like it says something like it was like released in like almost every country or something like insane like that but the uh, yeah the North Korea aspect of it is crazy that it's the first western movie <laughs> I just keep thinking about that honestly really like awful. what a movie what a movie yeah. but um yeah uh the director Garinda Chata um we were discussing her kind of before we started recording because Adam is a hater of one of my favorite musicals of all time Blinded by the Light uh the uh British Bruce Springsteen musical that came out in 2019 yeah um Adam's a hater. I don't hate the movie. I just think I know, I know. I'm being... I don't like, but um, but I can honestly say it's nothing to do with her direction. I, I have yeah. no beef with yeah. her as a director. Um, she just is. She directs with such love and such heart, and it really just shows through her work. And she actually also directed Angus Thongs and Perfect Snogging, which is a certified millennial classic that neither of us have seen, which mm-hmm. is shocking. Yeah, so far on that list, I have that and Sleepover, I believe, are two that we've never seen. Uh, I'm sure there's more. Yeah. Those are those are two main ones that are always in the back of my head. Uh, I think I wasn't allowed to watch that movie because the word thong is in the title. Yeah, which, and also, I believe snogging isn't that, like, what does that mean? And like, yeah, but Americans don't know what that means. It means, like, making oh, right. it up, but, like, yeah. Yeah, which, like that's crazy man. that's that's wild uh i <laughs> um yeah no i'd definitely be open to watching that one day because i feel like um well a lot of the uh, stuff we do on the pod is reliant on our nostalgia and us like talking about that it, it there are movies that are certainly like unequivocally zillennial even if yeah we haven't seen them you know i mean i'm nostalgic for like simply the title of that movie coming on nickelodeon like yeah yeah well maybe not i mean because i genuinely have no recollection of it being on nickelodeon but i i definitely like saw the title of it i think that that's another dvd (laughs) yeah i definitely i was gonna say i definitely saw the like at a blockbuster in hollywood video as a kid like Mm -hmm. i would always walk past and kind of being like thongs and then just like walk away. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I wonder, I remember at Hollywood video, there was like a girl section, like a, like, cause like, I remember the the boys section. I remember it had the Bionicle movie. It it was like, I was literally just going to say Bionicle. <laughs> no, like they're literally what, like you would walk in and there's like all the Lego movies and like Bionicles. And mm-hmm. um, I remember Agent Cody Banks was there. Um, like just like the Goosebumps uh, series was in the boys section for some reason, which I think mm-hmm. is unfair because I, I knew plenty of girls that read Goosebumps when I was a kid. Yeah. All um, the spooky girls loved Goosebumps. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I'm trying to remember, I, I remember for some reason, I, I was, even as a kid, I wondered, but the movie Cats and Dogs was always in the boys section. And I'm like, why is this gender specific? It's about The animals. dogs are the boys and the cats are the girls. Though. <laughs> um, yeah, I, but I, I do find it funny because I, I want to, I want to go back and like relive that. I want to understand why they arranged it the way they did in the Orlando, Florida Hollywood video. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't 
know how much more there is to say about this movie because it, it's it's one of those situations where it's good and it's yeah <laughs> dare i say very um, good uh yeah it's kind of a perfect movie um we were discussing also before the pod her next project is that she wrote and directed an Ardman movie which i'm extremely excited to see whatever that is mm-hmm. um because she's amazing and stream blinded by the light uh it was on hbo max who knows what the fuck is even on hbo max anymore or should i say max um hbo max rebranding like rebranding to just max like that's a certified like abc freeform moment okay like can i just can i just say as someone who took like marketing classes um literally who the fuck is max (laughs) okay can i just say um seo optimization is like one of the most basic forms of marketing in Mm -hmm. like the most basic uh, like it's something that i implement to this fucking podcast and the Mm -hmm. fact that like hbo doesn't like hbo doesn't recognize this is mind-blowing to me because do you know what s like seo is like it's yeah like, yeah yeah like, it's search just... engine optimization is that... right yeah yeah try not, it's like, like how not to, like, how you're yeah. uh <laughs> like when you google it like how far down is your exactly thing yeah which is like hilarious to me because any any executive any anyone ever anyone in any form of marketing and in, in, in any regard of level would be the first one to tell you that the name Max is the worst SEO component ever. Like in the history of stream, like Peacock is better than that. Uh, Peacock is already. People are literally one. gonna like. People are literally gonna like log onto their computers to watch like Succession I, or some shit. They're just gonna get episodes of like Max and Ruby. <laughs> no, it's like. peacock is already a bad one because they have to like literally put peacock tv if you want to find peacock but max i can only imagine to be way worse because if you search max oh my god like a billion different things are going to come up like max goof max Payne, max ruby (laughs) like cable's big move max cable's big move um yeah it's one of the most like i started to go off about it but like it's one of the most preposterous like things i've ever witnessed on top uh-huh. of like a year of bad decisions from WB, like canceling Batgirl and like all that shit, like just like crazy shit from them on the daily. Um, can we all make a promise to not not hate watch the Harry Potter thing they're doing? Can we can we all promise each yeah. other not do that? Uh, this this um, podcast is a certified lgbt classic and uh just like bend it like beckham and we've decided to partner with bend it like beckham um the only valid british people and lgbt classics um uh what i'm trying to say is fuck jk rowling um all of my listeners hate jk rowling and we refuse to engage in any harry potter content ever again unless only exception i'll make is the Hagrid roller coaster in Universal. I'm not spending any other money on it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it, it is sad because I, I do sometimes wish that we could cover the movies on the pod. Um, which I guess, I mean, I'm not saying we can't. I guess, but it does feel weird. Um, I just, I, I, I said it to Sean like a few weeks ago. I'm just like truly like, and yeah, I, it does it does kind of suck like that was like my favorite thing as a kid like Mm -hmm. literally my favorite thing in the world as a kid um i don't know how i did it but when the last movie came out i was like we were what like 13 maybe i was uh yeah yeah i mean yeah i was because it came out summer 2011 so i had not turned 14 yet but yeah yeah, I don't know how I had, like, the maturity, like, the emotional maturity to do this. And I'm not even trying to act like I'm, like, oh, like, oh, yeah. I didn't even like Harry Potter. But literally when the last movie came out, I was, like, this is ending at the perfect time in my life. And I just, like, stopped engaging with, like, Fantastic Beasts and all that. Like, I literally, I was, like, this was such a sweet part of my childhood. I was literally, like, 14 years old. Yeah. I was, like, and that part of me is gone yeah <laughs> but still, it, it, it is upsetting it's upsetting to look yeah. back on because it is like 
nostalgic and all that. But you know, like I just I can't I can't engage with uh, I, that fucker anymore. No, I agree because I um I, I've actually had like friends that listen to the pod ask me about it. They're like, are you ever gonna do Harry Potter? And I'm like, I'm not gonna say like we'll never do it because who knows. But mm-hmm. it is like it, it at least at this point in time it feels really hard to like talk about it and it's like i mean for all the reasons you mentioned because it, it was like basically my favorite thing as a kid like it, that and like spider-man and transformers i would say were, like my three main things which is a crazy lineup but mm-hmm. uh i yeah no i was very into harry potter as a kid and i uh and undeniably like some of my core memories of like just watching movies even the books aside mm-hmm. you know it's like me loving and having a deep emotional connection to Azkaban and because uh, you know it, it came out around the time my like uh, grandma died and I had like a very strong reaction to like the message of grief and like losing loved ones in that movie so like I will always like remember that shit but like I I think I did have a similar reaction to like Deathly Hallows. I I don't think I like to the same extent that you did, where I closed the book completely, but I never like longed for it to continue. You know what I mean? Like I mm-hmm. I was pretty like okay with it, and I'm still okay with it. Like I'm still like because mm-hmm. I mean I've seen every Fantastic Beast movie, but that's not necessarily because I'm like obliged. It's just because I see every movie. <laughs> like it's not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um i mean they all i mean I, I the first one's okay but the other two are just dog water they're and it that's shocks like, me to this day like that that's what they decided to go with not to like get into the whole like harry potter thing it is shocking that that's the direction they tried to go with instead of doing like all the things that all the fans asked them to do over all the years. And they were writing fan fiction about, they were making fake movie trailers of, and then they went with like fucking Eddie Redmayne in like the twenties, like something that didn't even exist anyway. Um, sorry, enough Harry Potter. Uh, It's, uh, yeah, I guess the British of it all in this episode really made us want to, clarify yeah. any any confusion that may be had yeah um good yeah. good british representation uh go watch bend it like beckham on disney plus yeah don't watch I, the harry potter movies on max <laughs> yeah if you have to revisit it let me just say pirate it you know like if yeah. you have to, you know or this is a good reason for physical media you know what i mean like go back and watch those yeah. old dvds if you have to don't get you know what? It's like the actors that have surpassed it, like literally, like I still love Daniel Radcliffe so much. He's like mm-hmm. doing great shit. Like he has actively spoken out against J.K. Rowling. I personally think that that is the reason why they're rebooting this whole thing so that oh, they can finally adapt, adapt her little fan fiction of her own work, Cursed Child. Um, because Daniel Radcliffe will never come back and play Harry Potter ever again. And yeah. obviously that's like the only thing that they need. Yeah. Um, I think that he's like an incredible performer and he has surpassed what should have been known as like the best part of his career. He's like, yeah, brilliant. But he's yeah, great. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe, I... maybe some people are valid. Some British people are valid. What can we say? That was the real lesson we learned this episode. <laughs> if they exist, that's the question. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if they exist, and if the UK is indeed a real place, which, again, I'm not admitting that. I'm just saying there's a possibility <laughs> that the UK could exist, that there is another side to the pond, so to speak, um, that maybe, just perhaps, they might be valid. And with that... I uh I bid you all good night. And uh no, I <laughs> that uh JK Rowling should D word <laughs> die. Well, I mean uh I don't disagree, but I, I do wonder for uh copyright or not copyright. Uh, whatever. Who cares at this point? Um yeah. yeah, you guys can follow me, uh not <laughs> unfortunately unsubscribing from max because i am a sucker for barry and succession and 
will be mm-hmm. watching all the Sunday night programming uh, until I am uh, I'm getting righteous gemstones back. <sighs> Honey, tell great. me about it. Listen, I I, I need a, a baby Billy. I need. I need him back in my life, all right? I, yeah. I need this is back. a Righteous Gemstones pod, not <laughs> Harry fucking Potter pod. I love it. It's so good. Did you ever watch Vice Principles? Me and Sean actually started it, like, a week and a half ago, because I have watched through Gemstones, like, twice, and I've been trying to get him to watch it for years. And then that became our, like, weekly show. Like, when I would, like, hang out with him or like stay over or whatever we would just watch like two episodes a night or whatever and i finally forced him to watch all of it and it is now both of our favorite shows and we are currently getting through vice principles and then we're going to go back to eastbound and down are you in season one or two of vice principles we're like halfway through season one we literally like recently started it i really like season one but i think season two is like some of the best television i've ever seen in my life it's incredible i'm very Um, excited it's so good, dude. Um, yeah. Uh, sorry, not didn't mean to go off on that tangent. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, stream. Maybe stream sometimes. All shows. Maybe sometimes Max is valid. That's the thing. Max it's in a, question. It, HBO. They make terrible decisions, but at the end of the day, they did make Succession and Barry and all those shows and uh, so on and so forth. So, you know, I'm I'm a weak man at the end of the day. I my my values can only uh, trump my. Uh, love for quality television so much and with that being said you can find me on twitter where i talk about these quality shows at adam underscore not sandler and uh yeah my other podcast aggressively okay which i host with joey uh not joey from this movie but another joey um who i regularly now go to buffalo wild wings with on tuesday nights and uh (laughs) (laughs) apparently did you give up on miller's alehouse no, Tuesday nights at Buffalo Wild Wings, they like it's buy one get half off. Uh, so you'll buy oh. t- ten wings, and then you'll get like another ten for half off. But if you're a member, you get the other ten for free. So it's like you're getting twenty wings, mm-hmm. and you're only paying for, for the price 10. of ten. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy, bro. Um, capitalism <laughs> rocks. Uh, and wow, we've uh, learned so many things on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> The UK could never. Um, but yeah, we uh, we're seeing a bunch of movies. Uh, we we did a we've done a few pods in the past week, and we're seeing Bo is Afraid this week. So I'm sure we'll have a pod up on that and Guardians of the Galaxy in the next few weeks. And what do you think he's afraid of? Um, intimacy. Terps. Terps. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you can follow me on Twitter at garlic emoji <laughs> i forgot what my twitter name was for a second how could i forget i remember uh, you better can follow you yeah right you can follow us on twitter at zillennial canon on instagram at the zillennial canon uh give us some ratings and some reviews uh and yeah um tune in next week for maybe athletic april who knows i'll let you guys know. we don't know yet <laughs> we don't know yet <laughs> well <laughs> Bye guys. Bye guys.